I am uh, I'm standing my ground, so to speak. I've decided that I'm saying the word correctly and other people are getting it wrong. The ABC's word wizard, the lord of language. Professor Rolly Sussex with a word in your ear. Oh, hang on, we better turn you on, Festival. Hello. Am I on? You're on. Thank you. What is your word? The word... Breathe in. ...is yes. the current month. F-E-B-R-U-A-R-Y. Mm-hmm. After January. Yes. And I'm going to say February. Again? February. February, right. No, February. February. How many hours do you have? Two. February. Okay, February. That is one of the dictionary's recommended options, but the dictionary also says that a lot of people can't get two R's together in the word. And the reason is the way you pronounce R in English. It's called retroflex, and it's pronounced with the tongue curled up and back. So if you think about February, got to get your tongue up there, then you've got to, got, got to get it down for the er uh, and then back again for the r. And we have trouble with words with two R's in close proximity like terrorism. Now, a lot of people just say terrorism. Terrorism. Because terrorism, it's too much of a, of a, a push to get your tongue back where it ought to be if yes. you're being very strict about it. So the other thing that the dictionaries allow, and this is one of the Australian dictionaries allow this, you could say February, <laughs> where a r because it's called dissimilation, where you've got two sounds and you make one different to make it more easier to pronounce. So give it to me again, sorry? February, February. February? No. Yes. So it's well, either... that just sounds wrong, I think. It's one of the most unstable words in English. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> I thought my earth was moving. It's un... I'm, I'm fairly sure that Margaret Thatcher would have said February. February, February. The more we say the Four word, syllables. the weirder it gets. Yes. In my brain and on my tongue. And the more you try and work out exactly what you should be saying, mm. you, you feel uncomfortable about it. Yes. But this, this is a, it's a great question. It actually was originally a V, not a B at all, because it, it comes from, from French, fèveret, which was the, taken from the Latin word for a, a purification rite in that month. Okay. But the, the Latin one was februarius, februarius, okay, and it had two R's and it had a B. And after a while, people said, oh, it comes from Latin, they must have got it right and the French must have got it wrong. Although in modern French it is février with a V, we have February with a B. I've lost all capacity to say F, V, B or R at this point in time. <laughs> it, it does kind of cut, cut you off at the pass, doesn't it? So, can, I, can I hear you say it again correctly? What month are we in, Rolly Sussex? Uh, all right. The dictionaries allow either February with two R's, which is very close to yours, yay, or February, February with just Two, three syllables and one of the R's has gone, or February, they actually recognise this, saying the two R's are too hard, almost everybody is putting in a Y, so we'll have to recognise that we'll put it second because it's not quite recommended in the same way. Accepted. I'm just going to play you 25 seconds of Kelly Higgins, Devine and I oh, good. having a little... February fight this afternoon. How do you pronounce the month we are currently in, Kel? February. Say it again. February. 
One more time? February. I reckon that's wrong. What do you say? February? No, February. February. <laughs> February. 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 Mm. It'll be interesting to see what, what Rolly says. But doesn't it get weirder the, the more you try and say it? February. Let's just go February, make it wrong, know it's wrong, and just stick with it. No! In fact, she's right. It is one of the recommended ones. But yeah. occasionally the dictionaries just say, look, we recognise that there's a real problem here. Very few people are able to pronounce it, quote-unquote, correctly, unless they're going very slowly and very deliberately and trying very hard yes. not to get it, quote-unquote, wrong. Rolly, I'll just give you the Irish perspective on this as well, because oh. when I mentioned that you and I would be discussing this, Doreen called in earlier tonight. Hello. Now, I grew up in Ireland, and we would pronounce it February, because it's F-E-B-R-U-A-R-Y, so we'd pronounce it February. Like we pronounce library, not library. Yes, I'm with you, so Doreen. I'm interested to hear what Rolly has to say. Yeah. Okay, so in Rolly, you were counting the syllables as Doreen was speaking then. She, she, the, the, the Irish have got it. Got, well, the, the Irish have done it very nicely, actually. Very nicely. And educated Irish English and educated Scottish English are among the most beautiful varieties of English there are. Yes. But in February, she had all of the bits there. And if that's the way they pronounce it in Ireland, then they've held to the, the line of correctness much better than most other people. It's a beautiful retroflex R. Yes. That we are, we well, uh, because Ireland has not only a retroflex R where we have it, but they have it after vowels as well. So F-A-R, they would say far, far, R. right? Where we, we say far, and there's no R in sight. Okay? <laughs> I got worried about how you're going to end that word then. <laughs> I have no idea what you were talking about. Okay, good. Um, All right. The retroflex R prevails, but so does February, which I just can't abide. Now now that everybody's aware of it, just wander around listening to, and maybe you can provoke people, hey, what month are we in? I've forgotten, (laughs) and see what they say. And keep a, a, a notepad or your phone or something and a little record of what you hear. You'll be surprised. Ray the Truckee has texted in a phonetic pronunciation, February. Mm. So he's gone with the double R sound. Robbie says the 70s band Pilot had a song called January because they couldn't pronounce February. That's nice. <laughs> and actually, I think there's, there's perhaps not quite couldn't pronounce, but also it doesn't. There, there are some words which don't sound nice when you sing them. Mm. And I can imagine that February, you know, it, it wouldn't give you a chance to develop vocal skills and make nice noises. Yeah. Um, Hard to hold that retroflex R so. sound across yeah. a middle C. Yeah. But a library is another one because just down the road from here is the, the Queensland State Library. And if you hear people outside saying, hey, time to go to the library. Library, library. That's dropped a whole syllable. It's dropped a whole syllable and it's dropped one of the R's because same problem, library, two R's, and you you take one of them out mm. to make it easier to pronounce. We were actually discussing dropping syllables in words uh, the other day. Is it a is it a Queensland thing or no. an Australian thing? Like, say, for example, the suburb Callumvale. Mm-hmm. Callumvale. Yes. When you, if you sort of speed it up but just run it through. Callumvale, Yes. Calmvale. Calmvale or Callumvale. Calum. So that's not necessarily a, a, a Queensland or an Australian no, thing to do no. to drop well, a syllable. Callumvale, I don't, I don't know of any other Callumvales in Australia, hmm. but anyone who lives there would, I, I think the locals would probably say Calmvale. 
And uh-huh. drop what, a syllable. Drop a syllable. What happens is that it's like medicine, which we were talking about. Yes. Right? If you've got a, a stressed syllable, first syllable, and then the second one after it is weak, it's sort of, you know, next to the strong one. And that's the one which tends to get less left out. So Callum Vale becomes Callum Vale. At speed and even in the speech of, you know, even quite careful people, unless they're, they're really watching what they're saying. The, the, these weak syllables, and it happens in lots of languages. It happens perhaps less in French because, as I said the other day, when you talk French, there is a much more even rebalance of, of energy on the syllables. Oui, oui. Right? So the, the French, I think, do that rather less than we do. We have very strong stress on the main syllable. And so I'm doing medicine. Yes. February. Give it, to, give it to the secretary. February. Leanne's called in from Boondle. Hello. This is firmly tongue-in-cheek. Go Change on. the emphasis on a syllable and you have a fat brewery. <laughs> That's a big drinking month. That yeah. is after you've done dry January. Good on, on you, Leanne. Thanks for the call tonight. But it's another R word, isn't it? Brewery. 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 So brewery. Brewery. They're all coming out of the woodworks yes, now, aren't they? Yes. How do I say brewery? Brewery. How many syllables are there in brewery? Well, if you are looking at the word, the way it's written, brewery, there are three syllables. But once again, it's the one after the, stre- the first stressed syllable, brewery. Right? Yes. And the second, the second syllable is, you know, it, it can't hold up its head next to the very strong one. It's a brouhaha, that's what it is. Brant has called in from Port Douglas tonight. Hello, Brant. Hello, good evening, Riley. Good evening, Rebecca. How are you guys? Really well. What a beautiful voice you have, Brant. Oh, yeah. And oh. Has, has it stopped raining up there yet? Oh, Riley, at least we're getting a wet season, but we've had enough, believe <laughs> yeah, me. You've oh, had yeah. enough. Uh, All right. What's oh, your question yes. for Rolly tonight, Brant? Um, well, before I get into the question, which is, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, yeah. Oh, um, yes. mm. Well, yeah, no, nah, I'll get on to it. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, <laughs> If Irish and really described Irish and Scottish English as a beautiful English, mm. how would you describe American English? Oh, there are. I was thinking of educated Irish and educated Scottish, but there are many varieties of Scots, and in particular, when you get down to the West Coast and in Glasgow, some of those accents I find extremely hard to understand at all. Mm. Um, there are three major bands of American English, and some of them are. Uh, like Boston, are regarded by some people as being really nice and other people regard it as being very affected. So English is, is distinct by, well, distinguished by the fact that it's got different prestige variants in different places. You know, if you go to Wellington, they'll have a different type of English that they think is uh, nice to listen to. In New Zealand? Oh, yes. I hadn't thought and about America, the regional dialect. America's had... got lots. Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's actually a really tricky question asking in Australia, who do you think... This you know, who who best represents the sort of English that we would regard as ours? Um, <coughs> it's got to be Queensland, right? All right, back yeah, to you. Yeah, no, no, Well, is that purely a, an Australian thing? Because if no. I walk around Berlin going nine, yeah, yeah, nine, they'd lock me up, surely. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, nine sounds a little bit. But mind you, the the Berliners pronounce that much, much more clearly more clearly than we do. Hmm. Um, but the, the yeah, now I think it's part of a phenomenon which is probably universal but very strong in English. We hate silence. And so if someone asks you a question, the yeah, now almost always is when you're responding to a question and you're trying to work out what you're going to say. Some people say so at the start of their answer and that, that makes some people call up, get very cross. 
Mm. Yeno is another version of it. Um is another one. In other words, rather than just having silence while we're thinking, we fill in the space with some vocal content to indicate uh, shortly there will be a, resp- a reply. Be patient, we're getting there. Yes. It happens in uh, Japanese. There's a, the phrase, eto. Oh, yes. Eto, which... oh, so is that like a yeah, no? Well, it's not yeah, no, but it's that, it, it, it's, it's the it's silence. Sort of a, it's a thinky noise. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a thinky noise. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that happens in Japanese, by the way, is called back channeling. Um, and back channeling is if you're in a conversation and you're talking and the other person is listening and in, they want to indicate continued interest and please go on, they will tend to say hi, which hi, is Japanese hi. for yes. Yes, yes. And they yes. drop this into conversation and you think, whoa, what's happened? Mm. Because they, it happens when, sometimes when Japanese are speaking English. They take the habit from Japanese and you're talking away and suddenly the other person is saying, yes, yes. Bring it across. Wow, have I been great. Brant, it's a great observation and I will also take the opportunity to mention William McInnes' latest book is called Yeah, Nah. It is. And uh, it is is worth looking at that as a dissertation on the Yeah, Nah word combo. Well, I look forward to seeing you yeah, name the dictionary one day, Ron. Unless it's I think <laughs> these, these are things which are part of, um, I don't know, conversational behaviour. And it's more, okay. it, it, it's also informal conversation behaviour. Yes. Uh, you wouldn't do this in the House of Colum- Commons, I don't think. Mm. Thanks, guys. Good awesome. on you, Brant. Lovely to hear Jeez, from you. Thank you. you. Brant in Port Douglas tonight. Julie's at Mount Garnet. Hello, Julie. Ah, hello, Rebecca and Professor Rowley Sussex. I'm I'm just Rowley to everybody, please. You're just Rowley. Oh, okay, Rowley. Okay, you said library, right? But I always go library because there's no e there. Um. Yeah. Well, the the letter written I can be pronounced i or I or several other things. Actually, in New Zealand, it's er. You know, you go to bed. Um, ah, rather yeah. than um, now the the, so, uh, the dictionaries will certainly say library because the first syllable is stressed and it's an I pronunciation. Um, right, so I've got it wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, let's say you got it less right. Well, it's kind of fun to hear you say it, Julie. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the call, Julie in Mount Garnet. Uh, meanwhile, there's another Julie in Noosa. Hello, Julie. Good evening, both. Hello. Ooh. What's a question for Rolly? Okay, the word that's been bugging me lately is hearing um, the word contribute. Yes. Okay, so last I went to school, which was some time ago, we learnt to break things up into syllables, and syllables were a minimum of three letters. Well, except the syllables can be a minimum of one letter. If you've just got I, for example, you know, the the pronoun Mm -hmm. I... Is one letter. It stands alone. Yeah. And it and a syllable can be one, two, three, four. Thought, T H O U G H T is seven letters, which is one syllable. So what you're looking for is you're looking for a vowel, right? Or what's called a diphthong, yes. where you got like thought or right, that's not a diphthong, but go or something like O O, where it consists of a slide from one vowel to the other. That's a single syllable. Okay? Yes, I have a, I have that in my surname, which I won't say, but people always mispronounce it. But uh, you have a diphthong in your that. surname. Yeah. Oh. But you're, uh, yeah, and it has to be a diphthong. Oh, diphthong. D h t h. Gosh. Well, I can tell the people who have a good education because I don't know the word owl. You but, know, but, but anyway, back to contribute. Do yes. So. What about it? I'm hearing the word pronounced as contribute. 
these days. Well spotted. And I just shudder every time I hear that. Yes. Okay. Um, there are, I mean, English pronunciation is extraordinarily varied. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. L-O-V-E is love in ordinary English and love in the north of England and love in any, any popular song. So that mm. we, we get used to the idea that there are alternative pronunciations for a particular written form. What's happened mm. with contribute and distribute, and I also shudder when I say it, they, they used to be contribute, when you hear it. contribute and distribute, and that's the way the Oxford Dictionary has it and that's the way the Australian dictionaries have it. But for some reason, the Brits have gone off on their own and they're saying contribute and distribute. And it happens... Yes, it happens mm-hmm. from the BBC. It happens in, in, from the royal, the royal House. It happens all the way around the Thames Estuary, and it seems to have caught on. And I'm, I'm sorry, we're going to draw a line on the sand. We're not going to do it. Oh gosh! All right, Julie, you're on the same page as Rolly. Lovely to hear from you tonight. Thank you. If we're on the subject of February, how do you name today's day? Today is, is... Wednesday. Ah. Said ah. she with exquisite clarity. Oh, did I? Yes. But many people, particularly at even moderate speed, will leave out the D and say Wednesday. And if you think about it, that is probably 80%, 85% of the times you'll hear it, it'll be Wednesday. Really? So, yes. And maybe even Wednesday. Wednesday's Wednesday. cute. Yeah, Wednesday. But I've got to have a D in there, well, Wednesday. I, in front of a microphone, you and I would do a D. Hmm. But a lot of other people not in front of a microphone would very naturally say Wednesday because that's the way we've simplified because dun, dun, you know, is not, D plus N is not an easy combination of sound. No, although I will make another confession. You know, every time I have to write the word Wednesday down, yes. inside my head I say Wednesday. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. So long as, you don't, as long as you don't say it. As long as I don't say it. I might occasionally. Uh, another argument from the ABC office today, Rolly Sussex. Go on. Um, You've been very argumentative. I know. Well, we live in a world of words and, and talking and whatnot. Uh, I really should, I should bring Georgina in. Georgina, come in, because it's my pre- producer, Georgina, who I don't know if she started the argument, finished the argument, or just fanned the flames of the argument, but it involved um, another producer... And a, a presenter as well. Georgina, what was a the word? A verbal pyromaniac. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. What was the word that caused the issue? Furtherest. Oh. Go on. No, we go were on. having a discussion over travelling and we were going to the outback. Mm-hmm. And one person was sure that the question was, where's the furtherest you've travelled? And what did you argue back? Farthest or furthest, but it is not furtherest. However, however, I was in the least popular vote. Oh, you were the the absolute minority. It was held oh. down, and it and it farthest or furthest are in the dictionary. Furtherest is not. <gasps> you are vindicated. Vindicated, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Woohoo! So yeah. furtherest is absolutely not a word. No. All right. No. There you go. You've there you won. go. Dare we reveal who we're? No, don't reveal. <laughs> don't that you've said. An, you've be. said enough. You've <laughs> said too much. They're, they're probably already. probably cringing on the other side of the <laughs> studio partition anyway. Another uh, word that comes up in conversation regularly is "rung," as oh, in yes. uh, the telephone has rung. Mm-hmm. Is that a real word? Yeah. Ring, rang, rung. And spring sprang sprung and sing sang sung. These are parts of 
of English verbs, and they're called strong verbs because they change the vowel. Yes. And they're very, very old. They go back a thousand years. So I ring you every day. Yesterday I rang you, all right? I have rung the doorbell, right? And so rung is the, what's called the past participle. It comes after have. I have rung. But what is happening in English is actually that we're losing the middle one. So the one with an A in it, like swim, swam, swum, people are starting to say, I swam across the river rather than I swam. And this is increasing. I think it started in America. It's very common now. And younger people often don't say swam at all. Interesting. And it's it's the at one because swim, swam, swum, spring, sprang, sprung. Mm. No, he sprang to her help. He sprung to her help. I've heard that quite a lot. Right. But both are correct. And ring, rang, rung. Ah, at the moment, the at one is what you'd write. And all of the dictionaries are very clear that that's what they want to see you when you write. And if you do it, uh, you know, incorrectly and your word processor knows enough about grammar, it will tell you so. What about when you hear, and I'm going to say it's English people I've heard say this, I was sat at ah, the yes. table. Mm. Whereas I feel like Australians would say, I was sitting at the table. Or seated. Oh, seated, past tense, yes. Yes, um, meaning, uh, would everybody please be seated? You know, we're going to have hmm. presentation or something. But this sat is, or that is the, uh, the, I have sat at the table. It's a past participle. It's part, perfectly fine, except that uh, he, they were sat at the table is not the natural way it should be. It should be, uh, they were seated at the table. Seated. Yes. But sat, you will hear, and it's, it's again, the Macquarie Dictionary a while ago actually included agreeance. Now, I don't like agreeance, but the people who run the dictionary said, look, it is so frequent, we are obliged to record that it is in common usage, but they put it second, meaning is not favoured. So agreement is what you'd expect, and agreeance is heard. It's kind of pushing open the door to get in the in the language, but it isn't there yet. They were in agreement on that, Rolly Sussex, but uh, you were not, and it's your guide that will always be my Bible. One more quick one before we get to your final word, gotten. Yes. In Shakespeare's time, and he died in 1616, the gotten was fine in, in ordinary English, and Shakespeare used it together with got. It's the past participle of get. Right, I get, I got, I have gotten. And it crossed the Atlantic in 1620 with the Mayflower and took up root in America. By the time we were settled, it had fallen out of use in London. And so the past participle was got. So I got something, that's the past tense. I have got something, that's the past participle. Exactly the same. What's happening now is that people are thinking, now wait a moment, you've got forget, forgotten, and beget, begotten. They did a lot of begetting in the Bible. Look at Genesis. So why not get gotten? You know, it's part of a pro, and it was part of a pattern which was lost in English, which we didn't acquire when we were settled. So can I use it loudly and proudly now? If you do, I look the other way and, and look a little sad. Okay. Oh, gosh. All right. February, but, Wednesday, sorry, I'm, I'm being gotten, piggy about rung. It. Uh, it, it is now standard among people under about 35 oh, and well, is I'm creeping into the, into the next, next decade above that. A very quick final word, Rolly Sussex. Fiction was invented on the day when Jonah arrived home and told his wife that he was three days late because he'd been swallowed by a whale. <laughs> I'll take it. I feel like there's going to be some kind of a national discussion about the pronunciation of this month, Rolly Sussex, and I'm so glad that we've kicked it off here tonight. Thank you.
My pleasure. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to A Word in Your Ear with Professor Rolly Sussex, a podcast from ABC Radio Brisbane. Every week on the ABC Listen app.